Good man. <laughs> y'all y'all ready? Yes, sir. Yep. All right. Here we go. Look at talk. New episode starts now. Welcome one. Welcome everybody to another edition of Liquor Talk. Yes, we are in the midst of season three of Liquor Talk, and we're bringing. I'm your man Vic, and we're bringing you the guys only edition of Liquor Talk this month. Like y'all, it's been a blessing. If you survived episode one twenty one of Liquor Talk and you still here, I want to say thank you. Listen. That episode was one crazy season premiere. If you are still here, you're still tuned in. After that, I want to say thank you. You are the real MVP. Also, shout out to Precious from the Cake Dish. Shout out to the crew from the Naturally Unbothered for joining me for a very lit, lit season premiere. Uh, but guess what, y'all? We gotta have some real serious talk because we got the fellas in the house today. Here we go. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and bring in the fellas joining us today from BOJ Radio. This brother dropping the wisdom, always dropping the wisdom. Hailing from the hailing from the 904, but podcasting out of St. Pete. It's my man Juggy. How you doing today, brother? I appreciate the intro. I'm doing very well. Ready to jump into today's topics. Right, next up, it's time to hear this man out. This man's from New York, <laughs> up potting out of New York by way of Portland, yo, Oregon. Yo, 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 yeah. city of Portland, Oregon. He's back. Marco, welcome back. <laughs> How are you doing? Victor, you have some of the best intros today. I love it. I inspire to be like that. <laughs> Same. Thank you, thank you. You doing all right there, my brother? I am blessed and still black, so yes. <laughs> Amen. Amen to that. Yes, yes, while still being black. And certain last but not least, this, least this man is traveling right now, but he made time to join his fellas. He's one half of the Off Black Podcast, podcasting out of Orlando, the 407. It's Mr. Don B. How you doing, my brother? <laughs> I am doing well. I am blessed. And um, I think I'm still black. Last time I checked, <laughs> uh, the jury's still out on that one. I got. I gotta you gotta make sure. You gotta make sure. I'm gonna have to stay with y'all. <laughs> they gonna put you through the same no, question process as Kamala and Obama. <laughs> hey, man, listen. Everybody was questioning that. I'm like, why can't? Since we're gonna talk about, why can't they just let? Uh, why can't they let us be great in politics? I'm like, damn. Why y'all got question what where we from and shit? I mean. <laughs> rabbit hole, rabbit hole warning, rabbit hole. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, the rabbit hole, all right. That's a that's another episode. <laughs> yes, that is another episode indeed. But fellas, let's go ahead and chop it up real quick. Uh, let's taste iceberg. Is what is the best investment you've made towards your platform so far? Ooh. You said the best investment. Yes, the best investment. What's one thing you've invested in? That has been really good for you. That's now for your platform. Um, I'll go. I think I invested in. Uh, we invested in the studio space. Um, not that we don't own it. We just rent it. Uh, we found a really good deal. Uh, thankfully, through some other contacts and like you know the industry down here, the beauty industry. Because um, you know my partner, she's a makeup artist, and I'm a stylist. So we work a lot of shoots together. So this guy had a, a studio space and like a spare room that, you know, nobody hardly ever uses. So he actually had to bring it out to us. And that's what's perfect because it's like nice to be in the same room together, you know, not in somebody's house or, cause, you know, I didn't want to do it in my house. I didn't want to go all the way to her house. We live an hour away from each other. And this place. Well, 
and it just it was worth it like it's you know it ain't paying for itself yet but i'm glad that i invested in that like hey that's what's up private space yeah. marco don what y'all think uh, um not don but juggy juggy marco what y'all think um We good? <laughs> everybody, yeah, we good? everybody got quiet all of a sudden. What um, the, what's going I'm, on? Oh, I thought I lost connection. Um, so for me, I would definitely say um, that um, going to YouTube for my show was the best decision I could have made. It makes things a lot easier. Um, it helps keep you accountable. And, you know, just with the phones that, generally speaking, people have, pretty much allows you the technology to really do everything you want once you kind of go through YouTube studio. You, you know, I think it's kind of all inclusive in my personal opinion. Plus, who isn't trying to get these YouTube checks? So. Right. True. I got, That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I got to step my YouTube game up. Um, I will, I'm going to jump in here for a minute. I'll say the best investment I made was getting on Anchor because Anchor it allowed me to podcast with everybody from different places. Um, looks like Marco hopped out. Um, Anchor allowed me to podcast from different places, allowed me to podcast with different people. And then also it's free. It's like I'm not paying SoundCloud to host my podcast. So and I would say that would say that's probably the biggest investment I made towards the podcast. So now I like it. I like it. I like it. Now, speaking of investing, let's talk about this. Have y'all bought anything from the website We Buy Black? Oh, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I have not actually, <laughs> and I'm a bad black person. Yes, I've I've actually bought some beard products from them. I would say the delivering is is just as good as Amazon. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Now, to be fair. To be fair, I didn't buy anything from Amazon since last time we talked, <laughs> so I still have a chance to redeem myself. I just haven't shopped at all, really, you know. But I'm gonna get on. Yeah. What all so, do they have? Everything. I know. Or, I bought like... some beer products as well. Um, I bought some detergent, some uh, black-owned detergent. It's actually better than the kind that. You... My personal opinion, it smells better as well. Um, mm. And I know that. Um, Maybe a few weeks ago, they, they put out the news that they had just uh, made their own product fulfillment center, which obviously uh-huh. helps them, you know, the shipping times and everything where people are pretty much expecting next day or the day after for whatever it is they ordered to get there. So they have a, I know they have at least one product fulfillment center. So that really helps a lot of stuff get there pretty fast. I think it's nice. It's a great concept in my Yes, I'm happy we got the one the black the one um concept Santa Marco. I'm glad you all hop back in. Um we're talking about the webuyblack.com website. Have you bought anything off the lately? I have not. Um I'm in a transitional space right now, so I gotta keep all my money tight. So Yeah, but are you familiar with Oh yeah, I, in, the, in, the in the past I have, but not recently. Um I didn't I didn't have yeah, anything yeah. bad happen. My products came on time, it was good, and I'm a review person, so I left some reviews, so Yes, listen, if you're out there, go ahead. Black people, we need to go ahead and take back our dollar. So go ahead and hop on that webuyblack.com. You can find almost anything black on, anything you need. Go ahead and find it on there. You know what I'm saying? 
but I think the next thing we need is like a black owned grocery store, like or something like that. I'm seeing them in different cities, but we need them somewhere in Florida, you know what I'm saying? So any investors listen to this, make it happen. If you need help, let me know. Anyway, fellas, fellas, have y'all listened to that WAP video? Listen, <sighs> video. I knew this was coming, boy. I knew, listen, listen, you know, I had to go there. I know you're like, damn, I knew why he had to go to listen. We had to talk because everybody has been talking about him. Like, hey, why not? Why not? Shit. What y'all think? Y'all go ahead, man. <laughs> um, I like the video. I like the woman empowerment of it, um, except for that little 10 second clip. But outside of that, um, I think it could have been other people that could have just replaced that cameo. But outside of all that, I like the song. I like Cardi. I like Megan. So it's a bop. Yeah. Listen, I didn't like the uh, that 10-second cameo, but I understood why. I understood why she did it. It was just a teacher to get to get niggas, get people to look at it and get caused controversy. And, you know, controversy sells. And it's like... And um, so it's like, I can't knock it for it. You know what I'm saying? I really, I'm like you. I wish it was someone else. But then when I thought about business side, I said, no, no wonder she, this is why she decided to put her in there to get eyes on the video and stuff. Y'all so, got to be talking about, Don, what you talking y'all got to be talking about, uh, uh, <laughs> WAP. <laughs> is that what you're talking about? Uh, yeah. I was, I was out for a minute. Um, yeah, we were talking about WAP. Well, giving our thoughts on it. Oh, that. I mean, I'm waiting for it to be the new national anthem. As far as I'm concerned, where's that petition? <laughs> <laughs> I was, I enjoyed it very much. I have um, been very proud of my love for stripper culture. Um, first, it's another one of the books for me. I appreciate it. Loved it. Not really concerned with everybody having um, opinions about it's nasty. I'm like, that's the best part about it. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm down. I'm with it. I'm on the train. Yeah, they could have kept Kylie, like I said, but I business wise, they're smart. They need we need the white money, we need the black money. So I wasn't too mad at it, but I did have like a list of like, you know, bad bitches of color that could have easily taken her place. But you know, we can't get it all. It's all good. Exactly. I've known too many bad bitches that could have definitely placed, but. The business side of it is like, okay, I understand. You know what I'm saying? Do what you got to do. I understand. But why is it, this is what what gets me, why is it when a woman makes a nasty song, it's all women's empowerment and stuff, but yet we've had years and all throughout the music industry of women making nasty songs, but now they haven't called it women's empowerment. That's a a pretty complex (laughs) question. I mean, first of all, I think, Yes, layered. First of all, as far as the video is concerned, it's 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 a good song. It's not my favorite song by either artist, um, but I like from a perspective, from um, Megan Stallion's perspective, how she kind of took all the negative press that she, that she was getting, which wasn't her fault to begin with, but she did something with it, and I think the timing of when this came out couldn't have been better for her. Um, you know, as far as Kylie being in the video, I mean, she's not my favorite person either, especially when they purport her as, you know, the biggest, uh, self-made, uh, you know, makeup, whatever. And it's actually a black, uh, young lady that actually has even more equity in her business than she does. But all that point aside, you know, I think it's, I, what's, I don't see how this is any different 
than the majority of rap music that comes out. But why are people so up in arms? Or I should say, right. why some people so up in arms about oh, you know, you know, wet ass pussy. You know, come on, we've been far more graphic in the pantheon of hip hop and rap, way, way more graphic than this. Um, you know, when it comes to music, so I, I think the people who have a problem with that, um, you know, individuals, um, and maybe some of the religious communities, I can understand what that perspective are. The only other way I can see outside of that that could be quote unquote legitimate is, oh well, you know, they're they're looking at it from a misogynistic standpoint where there's something women can't do that men can, I guess. Um, but I mean, it was a, it was a good song. I mean, you know. They, they both are, are near the top of the game as far as female rappers or female artists in general, in my opinion, are concerned. They put Kylie in there, like you said, it's a good business move. So, um, you know, I don't have a problem with it. It's a big hit, you know. So, you know, Megan is climbing up those the ladders. It's a hit. If she comes out with, she's, you know, it, 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 we're going further up the ladder. So I, I like it. Yes, Megan is definitely putting in that work yeah. and definitely climbing the ladder. So it's like, like I definitely she's agree. working, I was, man. Yeah, she is working. I will say, you will say. I do have one thing. It's just a music fan uh, talking about like female empowerment and whatnot. Like, uh, not it's not really just a question, but I'm saying like, what would have been real female empowerment for me? And this is just me being like a music head, thinking like from a PR standpoint. If, if you would replace uh, Kylie with Nikki, with the history of all them, you know what I mean? Like, if, if figure how the internet would have went crazy if that would have been Nikki yeah. walking down the hallway. You know what I mean? Like, even if she didn't rap on the song, that would have shown, like, because if all them could just be, <laughs> it would be unstoppable. But it's like, it's misog- it really is misogyny that's, like, keeping them going at each other. You know what I mean? Now this one's mad, this one's mad, that one's mad. Like, it's like... This is the first time we've had this many strong female rappers at the same time um, since the 90s. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, if y'all could just link up, that would have been amazing. So I know it's a far stretch, but I feel like that, if she would have been a part of this some kind of way, that would have been a real show of, like, empowerment to me, you know? (laughs) What-ass pussies aside. (laughs) Even though she's pregnant? That should have been her... That should have been her pregnancy announcement. Yeah, I mean, she got to be naked. But I'm saying, like... Nikki? Right. Right. Oh, Nicki Minaj. Nikki. Oh, oh. I thought you were talking about someone. Yeah. Like, Wait, one of them was pregnant? Yeah. No, I was like, oh, no. It was Nicki Minaj yeah. that was pregnant. He was bringing her up. I was like, even though she's about to have a baby right now? I did not know that. I guess it's behind on the news. Yeah. I think that I think that would have just, like, set the... That would have just set the ball. I, I agree with you. I definitely atmosphere. think that that definitely would have set it up. But, I mean, Nicki probably could have still dropped the bar, bar or two on her, so... But that song would have been definitely stratosphere. So it's like I've heard and told the people out there who talking about oh it's nasty, man, shut the fuck up. Because I've heard nastier <laughs> songs. Growing up in the South, you've heard nastier songs. You've heard Trick Daddy, you heard Trina, you heard Jackie O, you've heard Ian Ace, you say, heard David Banner. I was gonna say Trina said I'll make them eat it while my period on. So I mean that is just uh-huh. that is disgusting. So <laughs> <laughs> Well, y'all exactly. Really <laughs> yes. I mean, I mean, anything released by anybody ever in hip hop is equally as nasty. <laughs> as <laughs> but I'm sorry, like, 
let's let's keep yeah. it real. And that's what we love about it. You know what I mean? Like ain't no fun unless mm-hmm. my homies get some. Like, you know what I mean? But like we love disrespect, raunchiness and hip hop. This is what it is. Like Y'all, y'all want to pick and choose when you want to not be. Yeah, right let's just keep ratchet, the same energy for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Because I know y'all heard the uncut version of David Banner's song "Make Them Run" when he talking about running, work them hips, sweat, girl, whatever. But I, oh yeah, yeah, I know y'all heard the uncut mm-hmm. version of that. Come mm-hmm. on now. I mean, when we were kids, you know, to the window, to the wall. I mean, come on. Every they censored it when we were in school. We knew what the right. lyrics were. We were kids. I mean, so it's just right. it's part of the experience of hip hop and rap. It's what one of the one of the many reasons why it's so appealing. Uh, anybody who has a problem again, for from a religious standpoint, you know, let's say if if you're part of NOI or you're Christian, yes, I can understand how you can have a problem with this song. I get it. But uh, anything outside of that, we have some type of critical analysis of this song. I mean, you, you gotta you gotta give it up. I mean, you're really being very miserable. Very, very miserable. I just feel like in 2020, and I can't believe we're still having conversations over like music, appropriate music and celebrities being role models. I'm like, that's that, that's been a tired ass argument since I was a kid. It's like, newsflash, celebrities will never be your kids' role models that requires actual parenting. I'm tired of saying that. Like, I'm like, mm-hmm. this is a tired I... argument. You know what I mean? I'm like, Y'all are still looking to rappers to what parent your children? Listen, like, them rappers only off. it's that easy. Like them rappers only you being parents to their kids. You know what I'm saying? If you know you got rappers, they showing picture of their kids going off to school and stuff. I'm like, yeah, they yep. taking care. Of, that should be yep. a memo to you. Take care of your own child because you see them rappers, they taking care of their kids. Right, little kids looking up to me don't mean that I owe them anything. Off okay. the top of my head, so, I can think of two chains. Extremely intelligent, and I could think applies. Extremely intelligent that choose to be in that lifestyle. That's their choice, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's, I mean, people, people, you know, unfortunately, oh, legendary applies. You know, parenting is difficult. People love to put their kids in front of you know a TV, iPad, whatever, and you know just let them do that so they can do something else. But you know, if, if you're a parent, you gotta, you're gonna have to. <laughs> You're going to have to do a whole a lot more. You're going to have to be a lot more engaged than that. And it, it takes a lot of work. You know, people don't want to work hard sometimes. Hey, you, you know, you yeah. want to get somewhere, you got to put in that sweat. You know, blood, sweat, and tears. That's what people have to put mm-hmm. in a lot. Well, all, all of us, not everybody. Yeah. But the vast yeah. majority is going to put in blood, sweat, and tears to get something valuable. It's just, you know. Yeah, and people don't understand that nothing, nothing worth having comes easy. So you definitely got to put that work in. You know what I'm saying? You got to definitely put that ethic in. And also, um, you got to take care of your kids. So if you have them, them rappers ain't tell you to make them kids. So don't look to them rappers to take care of your own kids. That rapper didn't tell you to, to do handy business without, you know, wrapping it up. So I need you to take care of your business. You know what I'm saying? Take care of your child. Don't look to these rappers and stuff. You know what I'm saying? You need to protect your children. People are idiots nowadays. They really think. People won't even wear a mask to protect their loved ones, but we ain't gonna, we ain't gonna do it. I'll start to all you people out there wear damn mask because I'm about to tie seeing y'all asses when I'm on. You know? 
<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Looker Talk, the podcast. We are in season three. So, so go ahead and pause that Looker if you haven't done so already. Because the more Looker you drink, the better this podcast is going to sound. Now, Marco, you were telling me something about toxic family members. Where would you want to go with that, man? Um, toxic, toxic family members are the devil. Um, <laughs> um, but it's just a lesson that have to go through um for me it's really easy to cut off friends and right now like i like i have to cut off my family so it's better for me and i'm still trying to battle how i do that do i just want to do a cold turkey or do i I just want to have these conversations with these people and then cut them off so then they could think about what the fuck they did you know so Honestly, I, I can I can speak from that perspective. I I cut my mind off cold turkey. It's like it's like it's just because you don't need to hear that negativity, that toxicness. Anytime I come around, it's like anytime I come around, it's oh look how much weight you got on, or why you guys say something about my weight, or why I why I don't have this, why I don't have that. You know what I'm saying? So it's it just became easy for me to cut them off cold turkey because it's like you're not really helping me right now. So. That's what mm-hmm. made it easy for me to say, forget it. It's like, I love y'all. Mm-hmm. To my family, my listeners, I love y'all, but y'all made it easy for me to just say, forget it. You know what I'm saying? And plus your actions will tell me that, hey, it's not it's not meant for me to be around. You show me you don't really want me around. So it's like, you got to look at their actions before you, and that, and if they want to know why you cut them off, take a look at their actions. If you call somebody to fuss at them, like, screaming at them, like, saying, it's been a year since we talked. That should tell you right now. Why would I want to talk to you? You know, you're going to call me again and tell me it's two years. Next, I'm going to tell you, just tell a happy birthday. I'm going to say to you, happy birthday to you. Since you want to tell me it's been two years since we talked, you know? (laughs) Yeah, it's, um... I don't know. I guess like, <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm going through with therapy, like my therapist said, she's like, yeah, it's easy for me to cut off friends because after that, I don't have anything else like trying to keep a relationship. I've already made my ties what it is. But with family, we have the blood. So she thinks she does think it's valuable that I have these conversations and let them know why I'm upset and why we can no further talk going forward unless I'm ready to talk. Um, so, yeah, it's just finding the correct words and putting it in the correct format so they understand where I'm coming from and they don't have anything to say after I said what I said. So, Because it's really not like a conversation. It's just me stating what's on my heart and there's nothing after what I need to say that you can tell me that will be good after this because I need time to process it. You know, I think... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Joe. You got it. You know, when it comes to a, a subject of toxic family, I really think that um, it the context is important. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. when, you know, you can go years and years and years without talking to someone, you can pick up right at where you left off and we're talking about friends. When you have family members that try to use their status to try to either manipulate you emotionally or mentally, you know, you had a conversation with them, something that they say or something that they do um, is problematic. I think that that's very important that you, I don't know. To me, if I go talk to my, uh, you like one of my cousins, you know, last week I just had 
a cousin that got shot and killed. And so sometimes when you talk to different family members are the lack oh. of unity when it's like, okay, what are we gonna do with the funeral? And you don't call me back, you don't text me back. Or what are we planning on doing for me? Are we gonna have a family reunion? Because we do all need to see each other. And they're like, no, you know, I don't wanna do that. That's problematic, you know? And mm-hmm. it takes, when it comes to communication, you have to, it takes at least two people and it's fluid. So if you're not meeting me halfway or you're not even making an attempt, you know, I, I you only have so much emotional energy that you can give on a daily basis. I can't waste it on somebody if they're not even gonna put forth the effort. Can't do it. And then I mean life is just too short, man. It's too short yeah. to waste energy. If I come to you it's like, hey, can mm-hmm. we talk about this? Can we sit down and discuss what our differences are? Yeah, we I I can be the person that initiates that. But if I do that and we're not getting anywhere after we meet up, it's like, I'm not going to hate you. It's just, I'm just not going to waste my time. That's just, you know, if I have friends that I know they're going to support me, they're going to be there for me, they need to be there for me, and I can be there for them as well, it, we don't even have to explain it to each other. But sometimes you have to explain that to family. It's exhausting. And there are situations where you can't get away from it. But, man, you got to, I'm really careful about protecting my positive energy because, again, mm-hmm. you only get so much of it. It's not eternally flowing in to your body. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just real careful about, you know, whether it's, whether it's blood or not. Talk to family and just, I try to keep keeping my arms distance at the very end. Yes, I definitely agree with that. Honestly, that's why I moved to Tampa when I, because I used to live in St. Pete. I moved to Tampa like, because my mom told me a long time ago, she said, if you move to Tampa, they might not come be, be bothered with you. I said, boy, was she right. The damn, they stay asking her about me, but I'm like, damn. I'm like, I might live in Tampa, that me, y'all don't have to, you know. I, I like the fact that they respect my privacy and stuff, but it's like, I've got to a point, I've got to, I have to keep some of my arms loose because some of them don't know how to shut the fuck up about certain things. Because I've had cousins that want to put your business out there. I'm like, I don't need you broadcasting my business mm-hmm. to the world, okay? Mm-hmm. You don't have the authority to broadcast my business. You're not CNN, okay? So shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> I mean, Don, Basically. you guys deal with any toxic family members, man? <laughs> I think we all do. Um, my journey has kind of been with that situation. Um, it was the kind of, I, I'm very much a, you know, click, buy, cancel kind of person, like, well, I used to be. I'm not that anymore. Um, but very much, like, family members, friendships, relationships, like, when it's over with, there's never, like, a reconciliation and back and forth. It's, like, new phone number, no Facebook, I moved. So, like, I go completely ghost. And so it was easy in the beginning. But now in my older age, I'm starting to realize that, like, um, just cutting people off completely all the way like boundaries mm-hmm. and canceling people mm-hmm. are two different things and that's something my friend we were talking about the other day i feel like now that i'm getting older i feel like i don't necessarily have to first of all i don't have to tell anybody what my reasoning is if i don't like what you're treating me i can go ghost i don't owe you to a sit down conversation to be like these are the reasons why i feel like we can't talk anymore then go do something else and if you notice that i'm out of your life you know this is a problem and if you want to ask me i'll tell you but i it's not on me to to work this out i'm not dealing with this 
I can tell you, hey, this is not good, but we're not, I'm not giving you any chances with that. I'm going to set the boundary of, like, this is what I'm doing. Um, and, yeah, like, you just you don't have to go completely ghost, but you can just let people know what you will and will not tolerate. And it's easy for me because I'm, like, kind of the cousin faith of the family. Like, I didn't fuck the family, but I'm, like, definitely cousin faith. That's where I'm, like, never around. <laughs> I come in town when I feel like it, and I go right back when I don't, you know, because uh, that's my boundary. Like, people know that. They don't even call me about, oh, we're all getting together for this now, or this someone's just having a, a anniversary party. They already know. Hey, I'm kind of that same way, too. I'm not going to these things. And it's really helped. Like, it, it's helped. And I I firmly believe, too, you choose your family. I think your family is circumstances. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of those people that's just like, oh, that's your blood, so you got to talk to them. No, you don't. Because my friend, I have friends that have been better than me, way better. I mean, all my friends have been better than me than most of my family. You know, I have some family that I love. But a lot of them, I'm sure the ones that are listening, y'all know who y'all are. Like, my friends are my family. So I pick and choose who's good to me, and I want to be around that. Mm-hmm. Just because we're cousins by blood or everything else is like, and? Like, if you haven't sewn into me, I'm not sewing back into you. This is not, you don't just get a pass with me because we're related. Like, it has to be a two-way street. And so that's all. Like, give people back what they give you. That's how I see it. I don't think it has to be like, I'm cutting everybody off. It's just... If you ain't sewn into me, exactly. you know I'm not going to sew back That's real. That is so real. You No, that's real. No, that no, is no. definitely real. That is on the point, man. You hit the nail on the point. That is not Was too that too much. real? If they think it's too much, it's because they got a problem they got to deal with. You know what I'm saying? You said that perfectly. So, ladies and gentlemen, if if somebody, if they not really sewn into you, then you ain't got sewn to them. You know what I'm saying? And that and that, that goes for all family members. And I definitely feel you because I have some friends that are that have been like family. And it's like, and I have a sister that's been like families that I met when I was, I was in my mid-20s. She's been more family to me than most of my family. That's over there now. That's known me for most of my life. And it's like, y'all, y'all, you know, sometimes they stay bugging my mom. Like, how's Victor doing? And I'm like, hey, I have a phone, you know. It's like, if I, if I respond, <laughs> I respond, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And it's like, and sometimes I had to block a lot of them on Facebook because it's like, when I used to post on there, it's like they always were... Whatever I posted was mainstream news. I'm like, I posted it on that for a reason. Not for you to be talking about mainstream news. Come on now. But anyways, guys, listen. To anybody that's out there dealing with toxic families, just set the boundaries. Tell them what, let them know what's up. Let them know why you are staying away from them, ladies and gentlemen. That's a, that's what you need to do, bottom line. And also, do not put it, if they put it do for you, do for them. You know what I'm saying? If not, and keep it moving, you know what I'm saying? Because life's too short to be dwelling on family members and trying to stick around for them to, um, you know, know, do for you. Now, guys, let me Very ask y'all this. <laughs> Boosie, now we're going to get back to the celebrities for half a second. Did y'all know, would y'all give Boosie back his Instagram? Because I saw Boosie begging oh. Mark Zuckerberg be like, Instagram back, nigga, please. <laughs> so I read an article. Boosie was complaining. Said Facebook took them all, right? And he need that Facebook money, supposedly, to feed his family. Now, I don't have no problem with nobody providing for their family. I really don't. That's the foundation of what a man's supposed to do. But here's my problem. This man has 
in excitement admitted to allowing someone to have sex with his kids under age. And he talked about it as if it was a badge of honor. And so when I found out about that a few months ago, it really changed the way I look at Boosie. He has still, despite that, enough clout, knows enough people to be able to make a significant amount of money outside of social media. So I, I'm, I'm finding it really hard with what he's done and subjected his kids to specifically. I find it really hard to be sympathetic. Again, I don't, I'm not in the business of taking money away from people unless they stole it. Um, I'm, not, I'm not in the business of taking people's money away from them, but he, the way he's looking for sympathy, I, I don't know, man. It's, it feels like there's a caveat there. Yeah, I totally feel you. I feel like there is definitely a caveat, and it's like, and I really feel like there's other ways to get money. You know what I'm saying? You don't need Facebook. You have years of in the music industry. It's like, why not go out and produce records for somebody if that's the case? You know what I'm saying? So, and it's like, but you always on Instagram Live trying to get women to show them, show their body parts, and they're like, no, they not about that. They not about to give you a shit, babe. They, they Instagram supposed to be family from and not Pornhub. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what y'all think Marco and Don I think if they are deleting Bootsy's Instagrams and Facebooks for good they should also delete Donald Trump off uh, of Twitter so just keep the same image please do please do please do because I lost connection so I missed what the story was he's getting deleted from no Twitter we were talking what? about should Bootsy get his um Facebook and Instagram accounts back. Oh, I know they were gone. I have him muted on Twitter and Instagram, so I don't know no. No, because Boosie was. <laughs> That's so why did you mute him? I, I just want to hear that out, that part out. I literally have it muted. Like I don't get any. Huh? Do what? No, go ahead. Yeah, you, yeah, you said you oh, said somebody you get mute, you mute them all out. Yeah, so on Twitter they have a. Uh, oh no, I, I muted the name Boosie. So under under the Twitter they have a section where it says muted. So if you type in like Bootsy Badass or Bootsy, everything that the internet types in with Bootsy, it would not go to um, Don's uh, Twitter feed so or timeline. So I don't, don't see, see nothing. nothing. That's smart thinking. <laughs> it's like blocking, but even better. Yeah, right. <laughs> I just if if somebody if a major social media network, which is almost like, and I mean, they're as big as cable is at this point, a cable network, a major one. If they're blocking you off of their platforms, then as a person, I just say, well, what did I do? To get blocked. Now, I know Facebook shadow bans people, YouTube shadow bans people. I know it ain't all kosher. But if I have so much money invested in it to where I need it, then I need to be asking myself, what did I do to get removed? Bro, you know that nigga ain't asking himself that. Right. I, I'm just, I'm what just, did he do? I, like... I, 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 
For real, for I, real. He's look when if I'm not perfect, but I the, what he subject suggests or excuse me what he subjected his family to, his kids, the sexual things that he subjected hmm. them to, and you said it as if it's a badge of honor that you are required to do that. I hmm. at, at that point I just had to. I couldn't look at him the same. I know he's not the only one, but I couldn't look at them the same. He's always he's always creating some kind of contest, you know, asking women to, you know, strip or do this or do this to one of his songs. And they don't have to do it. But I mean, that's I feel like that's all I see him doing when he's on social media. I could be 100% wrong. I just cancel. I mean, when is the last time Boosie had a song on uh, a hit record? Like, I don't want to hear nothing about what, unless it's music. That's why I muted him. It's just like all those ignorant ass opinions. It's just like, I feel like we let people like slide <laughs> for so much. You know what I mean? It's just like, I can't, I can't. I'm not canceling nobody, but I just don't want to hear none of this foolishness. I'm sorry you got your shit took it, taken away. <laughs> you know, did you die, though? Did you die, though? I don't know what else to say. <laughs> but did you die, though? <laughs> That's real. He, Yeah. But God bless fans, him. He definitely got I know fans. He got fans. You know what I'm saying? If he got his fans, then it's like he need to be out here producing music for people, you know what I'm saying? So... I'm glad we talked about Boosie a little bit, y'all, because that leads into our main discussion, which is what are y'all thoughts on toxic masculinity? (laughs) Can I I go first on this one? Because I've been preparing for this particular part. Yes, please. Yes, please. Yes, please. So I have three major things with toxic masculinity. I can't wait. And I think we've kind of addressed this in previous uh, episodes where we're all together. A little bit. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing is we can use something that we've already mm-hmm. talked about as my primary example. So we're talking about the video, the WAP video with Cardi and Megan, right? Again, toxic masculinity is criticizing them, like we see you, CeeLo, for example. <laughs> it's criticizing. I, I can you believe? Never mind. Let me stop. I know. I know. I know. No, hold on. Hey, oh I my God. Too. I saw that too. Yes, bro. Like, I, of all I, people yes. right now, you had the audacity. Your mouth. Not the audacity that Obama was talking about, but he had the audacity. The, the fucking so, audacity, not just the audacity. Toxic masculinity to me, like, <laughs> it's a big issue. There's a thing that women have. They call it's called men are trash, right? And once upon a time. I was in that group. I was an individual that only looked out for myself. I didn't treat um, the opposite set, sex with the respect they deserve when I was younger, say eight or nine years ago. I didn't do what I was supposed to do. But as you mature and you grow older and you realize that women are to be treated with respect from, I mean, we could go from childbirth to leadership to being cornerstones of communities doesn't matter what the ethnicity is, this toxic masculinity, it, it's, we, we have to do something about it as a collective movement. My second major point is this. Mm-hmm. We have to get to a point where we cannot, I know you talked about, you guys talk about canceling people and stuff like that. 
physical abuse, sexual abuse, it has to get to the point where we have zero tolerance. We can't give people passes if they beat on or raped a woman. It just, I just don't know how, can you forgive them? Yeah, you could, but they're allowed to continue doing the things that they do. I can think of so many public figures who have a very checkered past when it comes to physical abuse and sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. As a collective, we got to stop that. We always talk about, you always hear a lot of guys talking about, oh, you know, women, women so, why, why girls be so emotional? Why do why they always, why they always do you, you want to know why? Do you want to know? You really want to know the reason why? My third, my third thing with toxic masculinity. We need to be able to actively listen. Mm-hmm. If somebody is telling you that you're toxic, don't become defensive. Stop. There must be a reason that they're going out of their way to tell you that you have toxic behavior. It may or may not be valid within context. But as guys, we have to stop and say, you know what? What is it that I'm doing or have done that is toxic? And I'm sure whoever is accusing you Uh of that would be more than happy to tell you but in many cases, guys aren't stupid. We probably know what it is. So those are just my three points. I know that they're very general, but you know what I'm saying? I'm not a millionaire that's lawyered up, so I can't call too many names. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking of a whole bunch. Right. I'm thinking that- of a whole bunch of people that should not I... have lively careers. But they I do. Let me let me let me let me step back. No, you're right. He's right though. I mean, I can think of a handful of people that don't need to have careers. I, I'm not about to say I mean, I, but, I have yeah. a whole list right here because I love this topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, can go I ahead. piggyback go on ahead. What, uh, what you said real quick? Mm-hmm. Um, I agree always with everything you say. <laughs> um, the uh. I just want to say about the whole thing with like the predators and I do agree we need to have a zero tolerance policy. Um, what I struggle with when it comes to the cancel situation is I don't know that canceling fixes the problem. Zero tolerance. Yes. Should this person be allowed to be a functioning still with, you know, should we go into their concerts? And I was like, no, 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 shut that shit down. But at the same time, we, when we do that, we need to do the work to figure out what the root of it is because we like to act like sexual abuse and physical abuse and abuse of women is just this dirty little thing this little that bad people do and it's like so annoying we gotta get rid of that and it's like no it's a lot more ingrained in us than we think it is just like just like white people like to act like racism is just a little thing in the past that was so embarrassing it's like no it's happening every day and i know mm-hmm. racists the same way i'm i know sexual abusers there's R. Kelly's in my family. I, I, I know people that are, I know Bill Cosby's. I know these, allegedly. I know these people, you know what I mean? Like, I know who, I'm not, I'm not hanging out with them. I'm saying they're, they're in my family. They're in 
people I've worked with, I, I've seen it more often than not. I think it's a lot easier to like target a celebrity and make a witch hunt and be like, get that person, get that person, get that person. Yes, get them, but let's get the people in our lives that are actually doing this and let's figure out what the root of it is because it's not just something like, oh, this person's bad and they're only doing it. It's not isolated. I know too many. I've been, I've experienced abuse. I know what it's like. It's everywhere. I'm like, it's not just an isolated thing with one celebrity mm-hmm. doing something. So that's the issue I have with the canceling thing. I feel like it becomes trendy and it's like, hashtag mute this person, hashtag cancel this person. It's like, but are you concerned with fixing the problem though? Like, are we having the conversations about like where, do, where it comes from? Because whether you liked it or not, that person wasn't born that way. Something happened to them to make them do that. And now they're doing it to somebody else. And guess what? We can mute them, but those victims that it happened to, now mm-hmm. they are going to go on if they don't get help to do it to somebody else. It's a vicious, it's, it's a cycle. It's a, it's a, it's demonic. It's like a, it's energy. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to go that deep with it, but it's like we got to attack the problem. Canceling people only it's like fifty percent of the work. Like we got to figure out what the problem is. And I mean, you're not going to convince yes, me that. Yes, I agree. It's, 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 it's definitely it. it's everywhere. It's not just with one person. We, we got to if we have this one energy for one person, we got to have it for everybody. And the people that's getting abused. They need to seek help early. They they can't let this shit grow up, you know what I'm saying? Because that's what happened with R. Kelly. I think they said somebody, he got to be used. I'm not sticking up for him, but I'm like, he should have addressed this at a very young age, you know what I'm saying? And to ones that are. We should address it, though. Like, it's not, not even just him. Like, the people should address it. I didn't mean to jump in on that, but I'm saying, like, it's okay, uh, man. It's I get okay. real fired up over this. No, I'm just ahead, like, we're never gonna get better. Like it's like, it's like I don't think we're getting better by just being like. It's you don't have to forgive somebody by digging into their past. I feel like what a waste, mm-hmm. what a shame, what a waste of the girls and the victims that were that had their lives taken away by this. If we don't learn from it, you know what I mean. Like there has to be something positive that comes out of this. We can't just be like, oh, that stuff that happened. Now he's in jail and it's over. It's not over. It's not. <laughs> There's so much more. No, no, so much more good, That's all I want to say. It's I'm not done. done, especially when these That's girls all. out here out on tour making money off of it. I'm like, y'all, y'all really just setting yourselves up. Y'all exploiting yourselves. You know what I'm saying? Instead of just like, you know, if you need to eat, go get a job, but don't use your traumatic, relive your trauma for money. Because then I'm gonna be like, are you just acting, or did this really happen? Hmm. Right, that's a whole thing. That's a whole thing. So, listen, y'all real don't want to have a real You mentioned R. Kelly, right? <laughs> and you talked about kind of getting to the root of the problem. Just really yes. quick. We know from what's the thing called where they had the whole special about R. Kelly on TV? I can't remember what the name Surviving was. R. Kelly. Surviving R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Surviving. I was watching that with um, uh, my fiance, and I was like, well, so his whole childhood was messed up what his siblings did to him no father figure growing up in the projects if i recall in chicago he had stuff done to him if i recall correctly by his older sister she basically molested Mm -hmm. him now that's not an excuse for the incredibly perverse illegal and nasty things that he's done to young women you know, but when you look at it from an objective standpoint, it's like, wow, it's not like he just came out the blue one day and started acting like this. He was shown the way fairly early in life. Mm-hmm. So then that brings in the question of other things. How much mm-hmm. does stuff affect people? 
you know, does it affect them their whole life? I mean, we can certainly make that argument. I, I think, man, toxic masculinity, for the sake of society in general, we, we have to find a way to, to get that accountability. I know I've said that before, but we, we have to find a way to, to get the accountability we're going to go from what we want to all sit down and do like a community meeting at the community center, at the civic center, the stadium. I don't care. I'll volunteer to be the mediator. Man, we're going to sit down and talk about this. this the way yes. things are going right now, man, uh, you know. Whew. Yes, as yes, it is. I definitely agree. Some what's his name? Shooting Megan? Uh, uh, what's his name? What's the rapper's name? Real short. Uh, uh, what's the hey, guy's what? name that shot Megan the Stallion? Tory Lanez. Uh, allegedly. Come on, man. Ale- okay. Allegedly. Come on, man. This is the baddest woman in. She's all natural now. Baddest woman in the game. Yes. You shoot it her? Is. Over this agreement? Oh my, I I just, man, I just can't understand that. You had a chance to do something that nobody, man. Yes, I agree. Fuck you, Tory Lanez, yes. But also, some examples. Yeah, I don't get that either. Some examples of toxic masculinity you can see is us men, is we suppress emotions or make distress maintaining an appearance of hardness and violence as an indicator of power. Now, what do y'all think of these examples of toxic masculinity? I I think the root of, well, it just layers to toxic masculinity, right? So there's, it comes out in so many different ways. So I kind of, we kind of got to pick, <laughs> pick a segment and just jump on that. Um, what I think I think toxic masculinity, I feel like, hey, like you said, people need to listen more and understand what somebody means when they say that mm-hmm. you're being toxic. Everybody has a toxic trait. And like I, just like with, what we talked about earlier, it's very easy to point out the obvious bad ones. Oh, this one's a cheater. Or this one is this or this one is that. But I have toxic traits. Everybody does. You know, there's things that since going, working through therapy that I've realized, like, oh, man, I didn't know I did that. Or, you know, that's you know, it's a process. You figure it out. But I think it's just a willingness to, like, look at yourself and listen to what people are telling you and how their behaviors are affecting you. Um, and I also want to add on, too, that I feel like men need to be more secure in themselves. I feel like it comes a lot from even on either side, masculinity, I feel like people feel like it's approved by somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why we have so much homophobia. Yes, that's real. Masculinity, if some if mine and yours are independent, if somebody's more feminine than you, that shouldn't threaten your masculinity at all. That shouldn't bother you at all if if you're secure in who you are as a person. It doesn't mean you swing one way or the other way. It just means be who you are. That's none of your business. If I like Cheerios and you like Apple Jacks, motherfucker, that's what it is. But I'm secure that I like Cheerios. It's really that simple. But it's just like, I think that we men overextend their hyper masculinity you know, with the futures and they go and all these people trying to go out and prove that they're extra tough because they don't want to look feminine and it's like like feminine is so weak 
And it's like, wherever you are on the spectrum, it has nothing to do with how weak or strong you are. It's just your values. You know what I mean? Your masculinity is something nobody can take from you. It's like who you are. And I just think that more people need to walk in that. Like, you look really silly when you're out here just trying to do the Lucy thing and make these outlandish statements and live this ridiculous life. It's like, you don't look any more masculine. You actually look a lot more weak to me. It's like, you're doing the most. Just be yourself. I know some feminine men that are big, that are more masculine than some of the <laughs> toughest, the roughest, suckest, ruggish bone niggas I know. You know what I mean? Like, I know drag queens that are tougher than some gangsters that I know. And I'm being serious. You know what I mean? Masculinity, and it's you know what I mean? Nobody can take that from you. There's levels to it. Agreed, agreed. You, That's you definitely have to be secure in what you thought because it's like, I've seen feminine niggas picking up women too. So you know what? You definitely got to be secured in who you are. You know what I'm saying? You just can't, you can't try to compete with each other. You know what I'm saying? Because one thing about competition, you'll realize is the same person you compete with, they compete with you. So, I mean, what y'all think, Marco? Um, exactly. I think toxic masculinity um, is. I think it's like a um, like an energy, like um, Don V said. Um, it's just a circle transaction that just keeps happening, and we got to stop at the problem. We have to start asking these questions and get down to the root of it. Versus like just canceling canceling them and muting them, and just oh, I'm not fucking with you, like. No, like we naturally need to really get down to it because it's it's longevity versus just that one person type of deal. So, um, yeah. <laughs> what what something I think we could do better is when we interact with other men, right? I think being able to show emotion is an important part, in my personal opinion, of helping to sort of start to dismantle toxic masculinity. Because mm-hmm. the people that seem, to my opinion, to be the most toxic, and I can think of men in my family who are very strong physically, they're great providers, but because they either ignore their emotions or they only display what they would consider to be masculine or anger or, or laughter, they don't they don't display the crying or some of the quote unquote softer emotions. We have to be able to express all the emotions that come in the human spectrum and they are complex. We have to be able to, to express those without being villainized, without being considered less than, like you said, there are different forms of masculinity. Some men are more quote unquote feminine than others. Some men may be softer physically than others. That's fine. We're all unique in our own way. But we all need to be able to express the emotions that we had without being villainized. I think that's very important. I agree. I think it goes that goes back to like the security thing. Like we've just been taught like that's weak and it's weak to be, you know what I mean? Even somebody being on the scale side of the scale that I am, I'm like mm-hmm. I'm still weird about emotions. You know what I mean? I'm a super emotional, but I'll still like not be trying to be breaking down in front of nobody and all that stuff. I think I'm like a little more loving than most people, but I just, I feel like we have to understand like there's strength and vulnerability. Like we think we're being strong by just displaying two emotions and being like the tough man that, that looks weak. It looks like you can't handle the emotion, you know? 
people can see right through that. And so it's just, I don't know. I just want a space to be created for more of that. Um, I don't know. I, it's, I'm a unique person because I have a lot of like men and like heterosexual men is like the majority of my friends. I have gay friends and women, obviously, but I went to school, I played sports and I was around a lot of guys mm-hmm. a lot of time. And so it's just mm-hmm. interesting to see like the different dynamics of like kind of growing up with that. And so it's not a blanket statement. Um, like everybody is not toxic. It's not toxic to be masculine. I want to correct. I want to make sure I say that because people think that I'm just a blanket statement. It's not that. But if your masculinity is, you know, casting a shadow over somebody else and what you perceive to be masculine is infringing on somebody else. Yes, yes, I definitely agree with that. Um, Ain't nothing wrong with being masculine. It's your actions. You ain't got to hold yourself accountable for your actions. And it takes more than just counseling. I do agree, pick it back off. It takes more than just to counsel somebody. No, you need to go seek help for that. And also, us as men, we we cannot be afraid to show emotions because I know growing up, it's like we got that from the guy friends. It's like, no. Your guy friends did something wrong. Y'all need to talk y'all issues out. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, and for me, it took me for me to go to college and lose friends because that until I learned how to, hey, I need to talk this out with you. Let no let's 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 hammer this out. You know what I'm saying? This is how you know you have a real friend. If you can sit down, y'all can have a talk conversation about what's going on or whatever you did, you know what I'm saying? And squash it out, that's how you know you got a real friend. Because real ones ain't gonna do that, you know. And us says, man, we gotta do that a lot more because We'll do it for a female, but you know what I'm saying? And also, also speaking of women, it's okay to be vulnerable around some of them because do you think the masculinity issues also stem for not being vulnerable around the right people or being vulnerable around the wrong people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, part of it's not being allowed to be vulnerable, where, period. You know, if you don't have anybody to be vulnerable around and you're listening, Let's say you don't have anybody that you can share emotions that you don't feel like, you know, you could trust them or something like that. Then, you know, you may, we have to normalize, you know, therapy and, and seeing counselors and life coaches. We have to be, it, ha, it should be just as normal as going to the doctor and getting a checkup because we're human. We can't, yep. you know, I went through. Absolutely. It should be like a part of like your insurance. I went through something this year where I held my emotions in check and it came back and bit me mentally. We should always be in a place where we're able to talk to someone. Mm -hmm. We're we're humans. We're social creatures. Communication helps our minds grow and mature and stay sharp. Keeping things inside for too long, we've seen it over and over again, is, is very detrimental to health. Not just even the mental health, the physical health. We know stress can kill you. You know, you know there's a correlation, you know, that if you have too much stress, it could cause you to have a stroke. It could cause you to have a heart attack. So we have to continue to sort of push normalizing, expressing all of our emotions. And if we need to go see somebody who's a professional, we got to say, you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. Let me take you over to the appointment or let's meet up afterward. How do you feel now? You know, we have to be able to continue to normalize that in order to help move toxic masculinity. That's what I think. Yes, yes, I definitely feel the same way. I definitely think we need to get back to normalizing counselors and going to see our therapists and stuff. Because I ain't gonna lie, when I was in therapy, I give credit to my therapist. It's like sitting down my my sessions with him helped kind of also helped shape me into the man I was. You know what I'm saying? Having somebody to talk to about my losses and 
the lessons and things the, the where I went wrong with people and having somebody talk about that that was very helpful. I agree. It's it's important, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's up? I do okay. want to give you guys some homework. Off this. Oh, I haven't Y'all watched watch in a while. Yeah. No, I never heard of this. Did you? Okay, they have an episode about toxic masculinity, oh. and it's really, really good. Um, it's so it's a it's a talk. They have black millennials on there, and they go over different topics, and it's just really good because it's like number like ten of them, and they go in like it doesn't get like ignorant, but they get pretty passionate with each other, and they have different topics like toxic masculinity or. You know, hoteps, black love dating, or celebrities, or like just like it's like a roundtable discussion. And they have a toxic yeah. masculinity episode. I think you guys would really like. So, just I, the great find. We'll type that in on YouTube and so, fellas, what y'all, what what's going on with y'all platforms for this for this month? Um, like for our shows. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. What's going on with your shows, man? What's going? What can people look for with your shows? Oh, mine is just journal entries. So hear me out every week. But um, a YouTube channel will be coming shortly. So yeah, away from hear me out. <laughs> so for me, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Nice. You got nice. it. Uh, for me, I am going to be delving into politics. Um, some local things here in St. Pete uh, that are very important. Uh, the, the police chief uh, race is coming up, very important. Um, and I'm also going to be looking at some national politics as well. I think that we always say we shouldn't talk about politics in some public spaces around family or at work. If we can't talk about it in those spaces, where are we going to talk about that? So that's what I'm going to be focusing on over the next month. Nice, nice, nice. Don, what's y'all coming up with um, off black? Nice. Uh, off black, you know, we're struggling <laughs> along, keeping <laughs> it moving. Um, Glory to God. Uh, we're working on um, the next segment. I think I talked to you guys last time about the B-Spot, which is going to be my spinoff show that I'm doing for the, the, station, the radio station that we're sponsored by. But I'm going to start doing a mini segment on our show to kind of promote that so if you know any indie artists if any indie artists are listening i want to start promoting like a different artist every episode so we're starting that on this week's episode we'll play like instead of one of our commercial breaks we'll just play 30 seconds of somebody's song give them a little exposure tell them where to find them that kind of thing so if you guys know anybody or if you out there's listening definitely hit me up on you know off like the podcast hey, that's all platforms up. dms i would love to feature you um yeah, that's why I'm gonna like, shoot somebody over to you. You send me his music. Um, I'll send him over to you. Um, when I get his information and stuff, so I'll send him over to you. You know. Also, what's going on Please with Look We are pushing for season that. three. You know, what I'm saying we got all the guest appearances coming up, upcoming. So, and also, I will go ahead and say this on here. I know I posted it earlier today on Instagram, but if you are looking to be a part of a podcast. Look at Talk Want to where we are now. We are we are opening this up, you know what I'm saying? So if you want to help out with the podcast, if you wanna be on the team, all you gotta do is DM DM me on Twitter, Real V Jones, or Instagram, look at talk podcast. If you got something to bring to the podcast, bring it. We looking for the help, you know what I'm saying? And with the, yeah, and with that, fellas, I say thank you and thank you to my fellas once again for joining me for the guys on the round this month. Um 
I think this has been a staple for it. I think this is what people need, you know what I'm saying? I appreciate all y'all coming together, you know what I'm saying? And hey, if y'all got something else y'all want to talk about on next month, y'all let me know. We uh, let's go ahead and plan for next month, you know what I'm saying? Oh, man. We'll yes, you know absolutely. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. all And also, thank you all for listening to Liquor Talk. You know what I'm saying? Also, remember, your problems are temporary, so don't dwell on them too long. Just pull up a little shot of liquor and keep it moving, because the more liquor you drink, the better things you get. Ladies and gentlemen, pour it up. And until next time, we'll see you next time. Thank you all for tuning in to Liquor Talk. <laughs> thank you, fellas. I'll let you all later. I'll let you all later, everybody. Peace. Peace. Peace.